Live or love the Western lifestyle? Then Wheeler's Western Outfitters and Bernie is your dream store. Hi, I'm Dale Garner. With 40,000 square feet, find a full line of hats, boots, trendy women's boutique, hunting gear, high-end horse trailers and feed for your dogs, horses, and livestock. We believe in quality products, honest advice, and friendly service. It is the Wheeler's way of life. That's Wheeler's Western Outfitters, IH10, and Bernie, or Wheeler'sTX.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. Aha moments transform us as we see ourselves from God's perspective. Trusting and relying on God renews, creates, and elevates our lives. You can find us at GodInOurDogs.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at GodInOurDogs. We have four guests today in a theme pack. Shows featuring guests from previous God and Our Dogs shows with similar themes and topics. Our guests today in order of appearance are C.C. Smith, CEO of Toolbox Studios, Mike Bellamy, self-employed in solar power design and innovation. Bill Fisher, retired president and CEO of Cisco Central Texas, and Judy Bragg, owner of Bragg Resources. The theme for today, time. How does our choice of the way we spend our time impact our lives? Does the way we spend time in our day have meaning to us, or does it just slip away? What can we learn from our dogs about how we spend our time? We begin with Cece Smith of Toolbox Studios and her amazing three-legged dog, Hank. We love to walk. I just have to get my tennis shoes out, and he gets all excited. Then he goes over to the bowl and drinks a big gulp of water, and he's ready. He knows where we're going. He loves anywhere. He loves to walk. So have you just gone adventures around your neighborhood? I, you said you had four acres, so you probably have a pretty nice neighborhood to walk in. I do. I, I have a beautiful neighborhood to walk in. Um, but we walk wherever we can, wherever we're at. Sometimes I used to take him to work, and I used to work down on the Riverwalk, and we would walk the Riverwalk. We go to Colorado. I love Colorado. I love the outdoors. Um, we've gone to Lost Maples, Enchanted Rock, anywhere we can. I, I just like to be out in nature. And um, sometimes we don't have the luxury of being able to do that, but I like to just be outside. So um, we walk wherever we can. Uh, you know, it's good for it's good for me. It's good for him. It's, you know, in, in all different kinds of ways. So um, it is my probably my passion and um, something that I just absolutely enjoy and look, and, and look forward to. And so does he. And it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, most of the time, it's just he and I together, and and um, it's it's peaceful in it. But it's like having a, a good friend. Well, I think I remember you telling me that you went to Colorado this summer and enjoyed a peaceful vacation 
with just Hank, right? Yes, I did. It was a wonderful, it was the very end of August, which, um, you, you know, here in South Texas, it was a little warm and toasty. And so uh, we have a, a very humble place up there where we go. And um, it was just Hank and I, and I love the drive up there. And actually, when I drive up, um, I have the All Trails app on my phone. And on the way up, we always stop. And if I can find a trail close by the road, we stop and we take a walk and um, to stretch his legs, stretch my legs and all of that. And then um, we get to Crusty Butte. And we, we sometimes take very long walks in the morning, at the night, during the day. It's, it's whenever we can. And so there's so many places, so many places you can hike up there and just see beauty everywhere mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. turn. Well, what has been the biggest hike you've gone on? I probably, there's all different kinds of hikes. You know, there's length. You know, I've gone on some really long hikes. I think the longest I've ever taken Hank on was probably about an eight and a half mile hike. Um, but probably the most challenging, the one that I can honestly say just made me feel like I was on top of the world, um, was the hike that he and I did this past summer. We, we hiked um, 12,500 feet. Wow. It was a hike I tried to to do um, a couple years ago and with a friend and we were in shorts and by the time we got to almost to the top it started snowing (laughs) so we turned back Hank was with us then as well Uh, but this time it was a perfect day we had gone to church that morning I had gone to church Hank didn't go to church Um, I had gone to church that morning and we went I decided today's the day we're going to walk and so we we went out there just he and I and I took a picnic and on my backpack and we just started hiking and it was a magnificent day and when we got to the ridge onto the top of it it was just it was literally like I was uh, touching heaven Mm -hmm. Um, and it was fun the whole way and and the the journey up there was uh, people would say you know did Hank have any problems no Hank was ahead of me 100 yards every every step of the way and it was he was amazing because you know he would find some shade and he would stop and wait for me and then when I'd get there I'd stop because the elevation you had to just go a little bit slower and then he would go the next hundred yards, and then I'd stop. And it was just, you know, it was like he was paving the way for me. Mm-hmm. It was just so enjoyable. Sometimes our stories pave the way for us if we let them. If you want to hear more of C.C. Smith's stories, go to godandourdogs.com forward slash listen. And her show is number 120. Now let's hear from Mike Bellamy and Levi about time and patience. He really likes stories about animals. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh-huh. I was telling uh, about the, the snipes that lived up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And we'd go at night sometimes and have a field trip to look for those snipes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, you have a, you had a great, ha- still have a great hill behind you, yeah. too. Yeah. So I'm sure there were some great hikes up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. We had a good time, and uh, he, I let him run loose. He didn't have to stay right with me. Mm-hmm. And he'd run off in the dark and explore but he always came back, and mm-hmm. I could tell if he heard something or smelled something weird, because he'd come and hide behind me. Oh, okay. And uh, it's like, Levi, what is it? And he'd look at me, and he'd look out there. Mm-hmm. What is it, Levi? And uh, sometimes he'd get the courage to go back after it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Might have been, you know, a squirrel or a lizard or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. It was a snipe. It was a snipe. <laughs> Oh, of course. Snipe hunting. Snipe hunting, yes. Well, um, so how did you train Levi? I mean, that's you had to trust him a lot in order to let him be untethered like that, right? Levi, I don't know, I feel like Levi and I were were just kind of buddies. And we spent a lot of time sitting together on the porch. or He had a couch, and I'd sit on his couch. And sometimes we'd 
look at each other. You know, and I just felt a connection there. And we'd spend more and more time together, and I'd tell him my stories, and he even acted interested. <laughs> I think he was more interested in the story than he was in the dog uh, biscuits I had in my pocket. But uh, anyway, we, we spent time, and that, that kind of built a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knew I wasn't going to hurt him, and I knew he loved me. Uh-huh. And so from that place... As far as training him, I didn't yell at him, didn't beat him. If he didn't do what he's supposed to, I really just loved him mm-hmm. and showed him how to do what he needed to do. We got along just fine. Yeah, well, and I guess, too, when they're puppies, there's there's some of that, but there are some accidents that happen along mm. the way, and it takes patience on both sides, doesn't it? Continue to develop it so you can get to that point mm-hmm. where you can sit on the couch. Yeah, and about the third time that you clean up a puddle in the same location, you begin to wear a little thin, mm-hmm. and it's, you want to use a hand or a spoon or something, but Levi, no. Mm-hmm. And you pick him up, and you take him out the back door, and uh, he just kind of looks at me. But uh, we eventually learned there's a command, go pee. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife, I used it, our son, go pee. Levi knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. He'd take off and go out. That patience really does grow over mm-hmm. time, doesn't it? And, oh, and it does. And produce fruit, so to speak. Yeah, and, and as I was kind of putting notes together for this, I began to realize just how patient God is with me. And rather than uh, thumping me or, you know, he's not sitting out there taking notes on how can he beat me today, whatever, he's looking to love me. Love me. He wants to show me good things. Yeah. And, uh, I guess that was really my approach with Levi. I wanted to show him good things, help him learn good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because they were good for him. Right. I'm out of trouble. The time we spend with our dogs can be revealing of deeper truths of love and patience. If you want to hear more from Mike Bellamy, go to godandourdogs.com forward slash listen. And his show is number 132. Before we get to stories from Bill Fisher and Judy Bragg, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor today, Wheeler's Western Outfitters. Wheeler's has an amazing selection for anyone who ranches, owns dogs, cattle, horses, participates in 4-H, or just enjoys feeding the deer. Find a full line of hats, boots, clothing for women, men, and kids, beautiful jewelry, hunting gear, high-end horse trailers, and feed for your dogs, horses, and livestock. They have great products and advice. Plus, they greet you with a smile and helpful attitude. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, IH10 in Bernie, or wheelerstx.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Kendall County Abstract, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it is a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, godinourdogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's godinourdogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. This is Ashley, and this is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer here on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. 
We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our show is a theme show today about time. We are featuring stories and insights from four of our previous guests. Our guests in order of appearance are C.C. Smith, CEO of Toolbox Studios, Mike Bellamy, self-employed in solar power design and innovation, Bill Fisher, retired president and CEO of Cisco Central Texas, and Judy Bragg, owner of Bragg Resources. Before the break, we heard from C.C. Smith and Mike Bellamy. Our next guest is Bill Fisher with Stories of Zoe. I am so passionate about it. Every morning I have a ritual, and, I, and Deanne knows it, and I know it, it, it. I get up in the morning, and there's a shared time, and I, I read my Jesus Calling, and guess who's sitting next to me? I bet Zoe. <laughs> I bet Zoe. And so it's really funny, and Deanne just smiles. She'll walk by, and she'll see us, and that's my quiet time and, and my opportunity, my time to be with God, but Zoe is sitting right next to me, and she just, that's her norm. And and so we sit reading Scripture together, and, and it's just our time together, which mm-hmm. is really neat. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. I yeah. just, I think it's very cool. Did you see some business applications? You talked a little bit about as you're developing your business, but how did you see that relationship and what you learned from your dogs play out in your business life? Really, that's a very good question because in, in business, when you're running a company, you're, you know, you're, you're responsible. And this is a corporate entity, so they're stockholders. And so you're responsible for a lot of people, a lot of families and getting the job done. And I think what I really learned was how to open up and there was a sort of unconditional love that for your uh your coworkers and your friends. And I really learned that an, an opening, and I'll take you back to Max Lucado and David Robinson when we were, I, I did some, it was at Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is many years ago. And I learned it, we were sitting at a table with other CEOs and business owners and comment was, it's not about you. It never will be about you. And so it's about others. And so I really was a great awakening to me to share with and open up with my coworkers and, and the people that I worked with, because it's not about me. It's about them. It's about their families. It, it is about the business, but I really learned to open up and management by walking around and open up with the people, learn more about their families and, mm-hmm. and how they were doing and what their goals were in life, what their passions were in life, and, and obvious opportunities to share the gospel together and learn about what their passions were is, is and, and so it was, it was really neat. I mm-hmm. learned a lot from it at, yeah. that, at a time. It almost seems counterintuitive to the normal way you think about running a business. Yeah, it, it is because business can, is very serious. And when you work at, in corporate America, it, 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 it is serious. And at the same time, if you can draw closer to the people around you and, and they draw closer to you, you find that, that that connection takes that business and it turns it into an entity that of trust mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a compassion mm-hmm. and there's an empathy and there's a connection, much like we have with, with God. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really learned and woke up to the fact that, the, that these, are, these are my friends, they're my family. And that connection is just as important as my family at home. And if you treat them that way, guess what? That connection just opens up and makes that business run smoother. And, and, and Cisco Central Texas was a very successful entity in, in the Cisco companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for that reason. Yeah. Because there was a trust and a connection and an unconditional love of each other. I can see um, how that may have happened there after hearing about your relationship with Zoe, because that didn't start out as a relationship with an animal that you really wanted, number one. <laughs> True. And, and number two, you didn't really expect to ever spend time with her, but that investment that you made for that dog to be become a part of your family really transitioned 
how you even related to her. Right. I think it's spending time. Mm-hmm. And that time that you spend, I really learned from her how to sit back and, and listen and be quiet. And uh, being energetic and being <laughs> wound up most of the time, as Deanne would tell me, I really learned from Zoe. Be quiet and sit back and watch and listen, and you can learn a lot. So I became a better listener with mm-hmm. my people at work. Yeah. And with my family. And I think I really, it was kind of a neat, that connection with Zoe was very unique in mm-hmm. a way. And it drew us closer together. Yeah. Well, and isn't that interesting how God works with us? He doesn't want us to change. He created us to be energetic and to have a purpose and so forth. Those subtle changes around the edges just make you even more like him. Right. Very mm-hmm. much so. And, you know, God is love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we all, we learn that and we know that. I think the open door that uh, I always call it the open door that God gives us is that opportunity to love unconditionally others around you. So I think Zoe was a, a great help in that. And I think I was learning it, you know, much earlier with our other dogs too, with Shelby and, and with Casey. But it was really evident through Zoe that, that there is a, just this unconditional um, love and connection um, with others around you. And understand, all of us as Christians understand, God is love. Our dogs can show us the way to spend more meaningful time with our family, friends, and even business associates. If you want to hear more from Bill Fisher, go to godinourdogs.com forward slash listen And his show is number 125. Our last lesson about time is from Judy Bragg. Her dog, and yes, cats too, showed her how to be with God. When we first got together, we got married. We had to keep our cats. We kept Bandit and Tigger separate from Gigi and Polo. Uh, Our vet had given us some specific instructions on how to bring them together. And we did that, and it really worked. uh, Just because there are times you won't necessarily put them together. You need to bring them in. But yes, it is. I think it's important uh, for us just to realize that. And, you know, with Gigi, we know that she has certain needs. So we need to keep an eye on that even when she is around the other animals. And Bandit, he's 13. He's elderly now. And he, you know, he's got certain needs. So understanding that in the mix with all the animals and treating them the way that they need to be treated, but yet we're all together. Well, and the other thing that sticks out in my mind in your stories that you've told It's about how nice it is when they're all together peacefully and have their own little spot in the room and are just there being with you. That has a picture of scripture, doesn't it? It does. It goes back to scripture uh, 46, uh, 10, which is, you know, be still and know that I'm God. Uh, We actually take pictures those days in our house Uh when everybody's in the room and it didn't happen for a while. And it's probably the last year where everybody we've got polo's got his bed and like i said in our front room is our room or our reading room and all the animals have a little little spot and we all sit in there and they'll we're all in there peacefully and it's just quiet i it just reminds me it's just hanging out together which is really and no one's you know no one's fighting no one's just calm and peaceful Mm -hmm. and i i think about that with god you know that's us hanging out with god in that that same way you know he's in the room with us right. he's with us there but yeah it's just so peaceful and I, I love it it's my I'm like take a picture here we've got yeah. to capture this yeah Psalm 46 10 really speaks to that and many other Psalms and other places in the Bible talk about how God wants to be with us right. yeah that's just so so important and it gets back to that whole idea of abiding also that right. Jesus talked about um and it's 
Sometimes it's not easy to know how to abide, is it? No, it's not. Well, when your personality is more of a striver than a biter, I would always say, am I striving or am I abiding? Uh-huh. And because it is important to abide. It, you know, it, goes, it reminds me when I had uh, Boo and I, Boo and I, when I would do my studies at night or I'd be spending time with the Lord, and Boo would come and sit across my lap. And it was so peaceful. It was just so nice. And it made me, one time I was studying my Bible and doing some journaling, and it made me realize, it was like, wow, this is how God wants us. He wants us just to hang out with Him mm-hmm. and just to be with Him. We don't have to be doing anything. And it just, it was just this perfect picture of we don't have to strive. Here I was, you know, Boo was with me. I was there. We were all quietly spending time. I was spending time with the Lord. I was just abiding in Him. Mm-hmm. How do we make time from striving to abide? That's a good question. I think the first thing is you have to be aware you're striving. That's that's such a good point. Yeah. And sometimes when you're striving, it's hard to become aware because you're striving so much. When you start stressing out, when you're, I think the stress level, when you're doing, when you're stressing, that that if you can figure out a trigger there to remember, okay, I'm stressing here. I need to go back and I need, I must be striving. I'm, do, I'm taking mm-hmm. it into my own hands. I'm doing it myself. I'm not turning it over to to God. Let him handle it for me. Yeah, I I think about, you know, the popular kind of end stuff, you know, self-care and all that. Sounds a little touchy-feely. But stress has been proven over and over again to be so hard on our bodies. Oh, it's very hard. And um, I think there's a reason why God designed abiding. He wants to be with us, and that keeps that stress down and out of our lives if we're connecting with him, doesn't it? Right. I, it was interesting because yesterday I was having to make a decision on something and I, I didn't have peace about it. And I remember I have this, I keep a lot of things written down. I actually have a to-do list in my phone where I have different prayers and scripture. And one of it, it came to my mind, okay, I was realizing, okay, I'm feeling anxious here. So I need to turn it over to the Lord. And it was interesting because one of the things I've written down is, okay, whenever you feel anxious, that's the time you turn it over. Okay, I'm not abiding. I'm striving. And also reminding myself that God's bigger than this decision I need to make. Mm-hmm. And if I go to him, which is what I did, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm not sure the right answer here, but you do. You know the answer. So guide my steps. Show me that. But I had to realize I was stressing out, which I learned. I've learned now how to do that. And and then I was able to turn it over to him. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I didn't, that turnaround time wasn't as quick. Yeah. It sometimes could take, I might stress for a day or two, and then I would go, oh, yeah, you're supposed to turn it over to God, because it doesn't happen automatically. And then once you do, and you start walking in that mode, then your timeline of where you're stressing and turning in, when you're going into the strive mode and abiding, becomes less time. Mm -hmm. You can usually turn it around and give it to Him a little bit quicker. Yeah. Striving versus abiding is an interesting concept. Stress and checking off the list is not the way your dogs want your time. God doesn't want that kind of relationship with us either. If you want to hear more from Judy Bragg, go to godandourdogs.com forward slash listen and her show is number 124. Thank you, Cece Smith, Mike Bellamy, Bill Fisher, and Judy Bragg for sharing your stories with us. We heard in all these stories, quality time matters to both our dogs and God. Time allows us to get to know one another, to learn lessons from one another, to slow down, to appreciate God and others, 
and to just be together. So that leads me to a thought to ponder. Yes, P-A-W-N-D-E-R. How I spend my time is critical to my relationship with my dogs and with God. So my thought to ponder is what adjustment do I need to make in my schedule so I can spend quality time with my friends, family, associates, and yes, God, and my dogs. Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Here's a bonus thought to ponder. How is my dog relying on me today? Maybe God wants me to rely on him the same way. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on our website or your favorite podcast site. If you have a neat story about God and your dog, send an email to stories at godandourdogs.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn on God and Our Dogs or hashtag God and Our Dogs. Please join me next week on God and Our Dogs for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Live or love the Western lifestyle? Then Wheeler's Western Outfitters and Bernie is your dream store. Hi, I'm Dale Garner. With 40,000 square feet, find a full line of hats, boots, trendy women's boutique, hunting gear, high-end horse trailers, and feed for your dogs, horses, and livestock. We believe in quality products, honest advice, and friendly service. It is the Wheeler's way of life. That's Wheeler's Western Outfitters, IH10, and Bernie, or wheelerstx.com.